okay. So today is deconstructing burnout. In the next 10 minutes, what I'll do is explain basically what burnout is, how it comes about. All of this is at a high level. I shall do other classes that go into this all more deeply. So what is burnout? How does it come about? How do I know if I'm approaching burnout? Which is, that's probably the most useful thing uh, because I wish I'd known before I burned out. And then of course a strategy to either avoid burnout and then also recover from burnout. So what is burnout? It's a, it's a term that's used in business and it's a copy of the terminology that's used in nuclear reactors. Uh, you, you have a new rod, a nuclear rod, and that goes into the reactor and then what that does is that generates a lot of heat and the heat boils water and the water turns on a turbine and the turbine turns an alternator and that converts into electricity or it might pump water uphill there's all sorts of things that they do with it um, once the energy has been created so then what happens is over time these rods become depleted and that terminology is known as burnt out so the, the, rod, the burnt out rod is then extracted from the nuclear reactor and it then becomes nuclear waste and then it's buried in someone's backyard somewhere. Now, that's a, so it's a workplace terminology for something uh, that is actually not just a workplace thing. So what is it for, for human beings rather than nuclear reactors what it, it, it it's characterized by from a human perspective increasing stress and all of the side effects of increasing stress it, it's our stress can grow and grow and grow and then when we burn out what happens is we become emotionally overwhelmed and i i use that that doesn't that it's not a technical term that psychologists use but it's a useful human explanation of what happened uh, what's happened is that your psychophysiological state has triggered you into a place where you're driven by your emotions and you then have a tendency to make unhelpful choices for yourself you know like I'm walking out this door now or I'm gonna throw this television set out the window and you're going with it or uh, I'm going to leave this job. I can't bear it any longer. I'm not going to do all the things I need to do to get myself into another role. I'll, I might lose my temper. All of these things. Anger is a big component of the emotional overwhelm related to burnout. And then th there are what I put down as connection issues. What happens is that we, we not, not only destroy our relationship with organisations... Uh, we may also destroy our relationship with other people. And all of this adds up to the burnout. And the, the, the results are, are a lot of emotion that our dysfunctional society sees as some sort of weak 
failure of the person that's burning out and it's it's got all sorts of unhelpful largely historic and cultural perspectives around all of this so that's what burnout is it comes about through increasing stress uh, if if we encounter adversity we encounter a stressor so an adversity is something that you have to change your life to respond to a stressor is something that's generating more stress and and what it does is it creates the, the entire cycle of stress worry and anxiety so that's that's what a stressor does and then if if we if we can't recover satisfactorily from that if we can't resolve how we feel then what will happen is that another that will that will hang around as emotional baggage and then it will be added to by yet another uh, stressor and this is like a I, the way I describe it is it like a ratchet click 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 this is um, this is essentially resilience resilience training what's what is it that stops us from the opposite of being resilient is to become more stressed more worried more anxious and that leads to a place and the place that it leads to is burnout so managing our stress learning to release our emotional baggage and recover from it adequately heal essentially from trauma a trauma is something that you can heal from that's it so you know, if i cut myself it's a trauma it's not it's not perceived to be a trauma but it is and it depends on the cut you know it can go right up to having to go to a and e and you go into the trauma team who will resolve that uh, and what they're doing is they're assisting the healing process so it's the same with psychological adversity and stress we need to heal from it and if we don't get a chance to heal crank 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 goes that ratchet until on a long enough timeline everybody burns out so identifying burnout um, there's I'm going to do a class on that essentially the things that we're looking at now those of you that have done the mindfulness and resilience course may remember me speaking about a thing called coping mechanisms so we've got two sorts of coping mechanisms sustainable healthy ones and we've got unsustainable unhealthy ones um, example of a sustainable healthy coping mechanism is going for walks in the country connecting with friends yoga meditation exercise all that kind of stuff unhealthy yeah. walk into a supermarket <laughs> the alcohol the food da, 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 da. retail therapy lending huge amounts of money to to experience something that helps you to stop feeling so bad all of these things are unsustainable they're unhealthy and unsustainable 
and it's how our coping mechanisms progress which is the most useful way of identifying if you're approaching burnout so I, sh I shall cover that as well and we need a strategy to avoid burnout um, we need a stress management strategy a coping strategy not a coping mechanism coping mechanism is the thing we do strategy is uh, we've sat down and we thought it out and we said right you know okay I'm going to cut down on the half a bottle of wine and make it just a glass or bottle of wine and make it half a bottle of wine and so on I'm going to cut down on the cigarettes I'm going to cut down on um, you know spending more money than I earn all of these things whatever it might happen to be the unsustainable if we can get the unsustainable coping mechanisms to diminish and engage more in healthy sustainable ones then we're on the road to recovery from the stress that we're in at the very least we, we, we won't be adding to it other things that are really important it's it's basically it's all about people we need to be able to build healthy boundaries we need to be able to deal with difficult people um, very often it's our human relationships that are pivotal to this and then we need to develop focus calmness and relaxation and there's a number of ways that we can do those so that in a nutshell is me deconstructing at a high level the the main questions around burnout which is what is it how does it come about how do we know if we're approaching burnout and uh, what sort of strategy can we apply and meditation as part of our coping strategy is an incredibly powerful tool uh, got yet another study this is one very high quality this one a lot of the studies tend to be a little bit on the fuzzy side I like what they've turned up uh, I have to read it fully and then I shall make it and the information in it available to you okay so what we'll do is some of those meditations uh, so if you just like to get yourselves comfortable begin the meditation in the traditional way by reconnecting to the present moment through noticing sound passing through time with the assistance of the bell Once we've connected to the passage of time, and we can notice the passage of time 
in continuous movement and sound. Then we've entered the present moment. We've walked through what Eckhart Tolle calls a portal into the present moment. We can notice that movement of time. Through the movement of sound. Through time and through the movement of the breath. Through time. most frictionless place to notice the movement of the breath is through the belly at the top of the belly where we're able to notice the rising and falling of the belly because if we observe it we can discover that it is continuous. We're then witnessing the movement of the belly. If our mind is busy, we can repeat the mantra in our minds of noting the rising and falling of the belly. And we can make that mantra, the mantra is 
are in a dialogue. We can make that mantra continuous as well. Rising, falling, rising, falling. We can extend the inner dialogue. to note the rising and the falling of the belly. If we're a visual person, we can experience this experience of noticing this continuous movement through time as the experience of being seated by a mountain stream. If we're not a visual person, we can experience this through the sense, the feeling of how it would be to sit by a mountain stream. And we're seated on the bank, flowers and grass and trees and birds and insects all around us. Clouds moving across the sky, the sun slowly moving across the sky. And the continuous nature of the stream, which may have been running for possibly millions of years in front of us. So if in our mind we notice a rock in the stream that rock is the present moment and we're aware of the present moment and the water is time moving past it.
So all around us are distractions. There's all of the movement, the birds, the trees, the breeze on our face, the wind in the trees, the movement of the grasses, the insects, the creatures, constant movement. We're not having to force it out of our awareness to notice the stream passing through time, passing our awareness of the rock. So when we focus on either the breath or on the mantra, the inner dialogue repeating in our minds, rising and falling, we're noticing that it's continuously moving through time, or we're noticing the breath, the cycle of the breath continuously moving through time, any other phenomena that moves continuously through time. Or stays steady as part of the present moment with time passing it. doing that, we're able to step into the present moment the same way as though we're seated by the mountain stream.
although we're focusing on single points throughout this, single point being the brass, being the rock in the stream, being sound, being the movement of the belly. We're also aware of the continuous motion of everything, the continuous change. So you can stay with any of those phenomena or you can move between them. The breath, the mantra, noting the rising and falling of the breath, the passage of sound, or the experience of the stream passing before your eyes in your mind. breath, the mantra, the stream and sound. You can move your attention from one to the other. Whenever the mind decides to move you there or not, Essentially, this is a meditation of witnessing time passing. You practice it for the next few minutes.
and with every single point of focus that we're aware of as part of our experience of the breath. Whether we're noticing sound, whether we're noticing the mantra, whether we're by the mountain stream in our mind. There's the breath omnipresent. as though it's keeping time for us, like the second hand of a clock. And so when we return to a gentle awareness of the breath, just noticing rising and falling of the belly, become a very light, soft and gentle experience.
was part of our experience, phenomena that we're aware of, thoughts and emotions, sounds, physical sensations. The cycle of our inner and outer life. in perpetual motion, just like the flowers and the insects and the trees and the grass and the sky and the clouds, so is the mind, thoughts and emotions, sensory experience of now, continuously repeating its cycle. Again, whenever you're ready, in your very own time, Return your attention to your surroundings. Okay. So that's just some gentle, light, soft meditations designed to help us notice the experience of the present moment and the impermanent nature of everything as it flows past our awareness. It's as if the awareness is out of time and it's noticing time passing. Maybe it is. Okay, uh, and so that's also um, deconstructing burnout and I shall now make the changes and load that onto the website so hopefully you'll be able to pick up the recording sometime soon in the next hour ideally. Um, I'll 
and then I'll post on the WhatsApp group. I might actually send out a post to everybody so that they have access to it because if they didn't attend today, uh, they may not have picked it up. Okay, so that's it for the night. Okay, thanks Laura and Jules and everybody else. Bless you all. Have a fantastic evening. Back in person and online on Saturday at 10am. Look forward to catching up with some of you there. Take care, everybody.